Hi, everybody, and welcome. I am so excited today. I have a, an amazing guest. Um, my name is Janie Black, and I am your Mrs. Alabama Earth. And today, my guest is an artist that creates incredible sculptures out of garbage that she finds along the Oregon coastline. Her name is Angela Hazeltine Potsy, and she is from the nonprofit Washed Ashore. Hi, welcome. Oh, great to be here. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. So what is um, in front of you? <laughs> well, yes, this is this is basically an example of garbage that's picked up off of the beaches. So I'm going to show you what's in front of me and then talk about what's behind me as well. Um, washed ashore picks has volunteers scour beaches all the time to pick up variety of things. You can tell this has been in the ocean, has been worn down as an old brush, scrub oh brush. This yeah. is what, what happens to one of those, those uh, red uh, cups that you like to use at a party. Yeah. Uh, umbrella handles, you know, there's shooting tobacco cups, shotgun shells, golf balls bottle caps and even a really old flip-flop that's what happens after it's been in the ocean a while wow. so are and you know all kinds of disposable single-use plastics which is really bad stuff this stuff is chewed up by the ocean and then spit out onto our coastline every so often and all around the world this is a worldwide issue and people who've traveled will see garbage anywhere in the world and behind me is basically a map of the world showing the five different gyres. And you might need to get a broader view of this to start me at this point. Wow, that's incredible. This is a, you might need to step back actually, Frank, to get a picture of this whole thing. Wow. So this is, there are actually five areas of the world that have these swirling patches of garbage. And they're, everywhere it, they're called gyres and the gyres are just ocean currents and wind patterns that naturally form but now it's filling full of garbage and spitting things up and that's moving oh my goodness oh, this is all made of garbage from the beaches so yeah frank step back so we can show the whole things it's kind of an amazing thing People yeah often hear about the great pacific garbage patch well that's just this area but they're everywhere and unfortunately, it's a worldwide issue. But the good news is it's a consumer problem and we're all consumers. So that means we can all do something about it. Absolutely, absolutely. So what led you, well, what inspired you to start this? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I love the ocean and I uh, have spent all my summers going to the ocean like a lot of people have. And I always thought it was this constant that would always be the same, no matter when you went to it. And I went through some real tragedy in my life where I lost uh, my first husband to a brain tumor mm. and I was disabled and I was just kind of like a mess. And I thought I have to go to the ocean to heal. And I walked the beaches every day and what I found was really an ocean that needed healing. Uh, I couldn't believe all the garbage on the beaches. And I thought um, I was an artist and an art teacher and I thought, what if I never use anything but garbage? What if I use 
art as a language to change people's hearts and minds? And what if I could make giant animals people want to have their picture taken next to? So yes. <laughs> that's how it started. And then I decided it had to be a, it had to be a nonprofit because that's what it's really all about is saving the ocean, you know? So let yes. me take the tour of the gallery. Awesome. You can ask me some more questions. But... Oh, yes. So... I had read that 300 miles of beaches have been cleaned through washed ashore. Is that yeah. right? Yes, and we, that's the whole coastline of Oregon is basically uh, belongs to the public because of our state parks. And so people have been picking up garbage all the time in Oregon, but now they get excited about it because yeah. of the, uh, they have know that it's gonna turn into something that's educational like yeah. this, the, a sea jelly. And we make our own stuff so that you can touch it too. Oh my goodness. And you can play with it because you see, I was a teacher for 30 years and I know the kids like to touch stuff. Yes, they do. <laughs> you know. And, and, and that's how they learn. A lot of people who have, you know, different, different ways of learning and the arts have that capability to really reach into you. And, and um, ever since I was a kid, I always made stuff out of found objects. So here we go. This is a this is all made of water bottles. Is, oh my goodness! There's a sea anemone that's made out of old. This is all garbage from the beach. Everything, even though it's brightly colored, we don't color it. Right. In those colors, you know. So these are old buoys that turn that are bright pink, and then this is Bella the angelfish. Oh, right. Bella, she's beautiful. <laughs> and she has a uh, fly swatters for tails at the back with combs. Oh my goodness. And when I was stitching those together at midnight, I thought, you know, I'm probably the only one in the world doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's such, such a powerful, powerful visual message. Um, you know, yeah. The other thing is it's visual, but we also have signage with our work. So because people learn in different ways, some people love to read about stuff and if scavenger hunts where you could find things on the sculpture. Um, and then we always have a, a section on our signage about what you can do today to help the problem because it's kind of depressing when you think about all this plastic in the ocean, but there are things that each of us can do to help the situation. So we always give people encouragement to, you know, make a difference. Absolutely. Um, I want to take you through, um, one of our early pieces. This is a whalebone rib cage. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Walk through whalebone rib cage, but it's all made with things like bleach bottles and you know, hand lotion bottles and um, some fishing buoys and various things. And the whole idea is that this is the size of the rib cage of a humpback whale. Oh. And just imagine Whales are washing up all over the world with garbage in their feet, in their bellies, and dying. And a lot of and and humpback whales were on the edge of extinction, and and then we brought them back to life by not hunting them, but now we're poisoning them with our plastics. So we can change that. Yes, we can. <laughs> wow, that is powerful. Powerful. And then. Well there's a few other pieces in the gallery here. We've got Cleo the clownfish, um, oh. and we and you know kids always relate to that. Oh, for sure. 
<laughs> and we've got um, Nora the salmon. Lots and lots of recognizable things on her. Wow. What do, what's been the overall feedback when people see all of this trash that's come out of our waters, our oceans? Well, a lot of people had no idea it was this bad. And I yeah. think that people, have, my idea of starting this was really, if people see it, that this all is garbage off the beaches. We don't use anything except garbage off the beaches, plus screws and wire. That's it. That mm -hmm. there's a, enough for us to keep building sculptures forever is horrifying. And it's also, we like to show the variety of stuff that comes in. So we try to use everything, like 95% of it at least. And, and people are amazed at the variety of things that come up on beaches and they think you must have to color it. I'm like, no, plastic comes in every color you ever wanted. And that's why it seduces us because they think it's so beautiful sometimes. So um, yeah, and I think they're also want to make a difference. When people see it, I think people are basically good and they want to say, what can I do to help? This isn't right. I should, I should do something about it. And that's where we want people to go with this, with our exhibits is really, how can I make a difference? What can I do differently? And, and so we really encourage people to, you know, reuse water, you know, reusables, um, water bottles and, and, you know, stop drinking out of styrofoam cups and, you know, bring out your own bag to the grocery store and whatever it is that we can do to help. Um, I'm going to finish up with a little bit more. Um, okay. This is, this was done. We're, we've been a nonprofit for 11 years now, and this started in 2010 when the BP Horizon uh, deep water drilling accident happened and the gush of plastic, it wasn't plastic, it was a gush of petroleum that came up. Made me realize the connection between petroleum and plastics people don't think about. It, but it's very real. Uh, so I thought this is our example of a, an oil gush of petroleum, which a lot of times turned into plastic. Yeah. So. It's beautiful, but it's, it's very moving, you know, yeah. and it's, it's definitely, um, I always encourage people to try to find the beauty in everything. So yeah. if you can see the beauty, um, maybe we'll stop looking at things as trash and stop throwing much away carelessly. I mean, the thing is that it's actually a resource. I mean, think yeah. about throwing away all your art supplies. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's <laughs> just learn to look at things differently and use a creative way of thinking and use your imagination. You can find incredible supplies and things that go into the garbage can or into the recycle bin. Um, and I mean, I've, taught kids for years who didn't have any money at all. And I said, you guys have so many art supplies at home. Let's just start looking at what you got. You know, I mean, cereal boxes can turn into puppets. Yeah. You know, toilet paper rolls could turn into dolls. Uh, you know, you can do anything with stuff if you just look at it in a different way. And so I kind of been doing that all my life and now I get to do it as a profession, which is great. Yeah. So, um. Here's Tula the turtle. Wow. She's, an old girl. She's also one of our originals. She's retired here. Um, Some of our sculptures travel the country. She stays right here. She doesn't travel. 
And she's sitting on a styrofoam coral reef, which is way too much styrofoam in the world. It's a really dangerous material for us to be using. Um, it breaks apart and animals eat it and things like that. Um, hmm. We do have a, a map that shows some of the places we've been. We've been at over, over 30 different locations in the last 11 years at zoos and aquariums and botanical gardens and all kinds of uh, museums and things like that. And wow. then I, my favorite piece uh, that's in here for me is Steve the Weedy Sea Dragon. Uh, <laughs> he's a crazy beast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 18 feet long, but they're actually based on a real live animal. It's only 18 inches long. Oh, I got, wow. I got carried away. Uh, oh my goodness. Weedy sea dragons, I love them because they look like Dr. Seuss invented them. <laughs> and I like to do a lot of research. And I always tell my students, um, researching and, and investigating things, getting in the heads of the animals is really important because then that kind of comes out in their expressions. And, yeah. and also I try to get all of their fins and their appendages in the right places. So um, we've done that. Just absolutely beautiful. How long does something like, how long does that take, Angela? Well, this one is kind of unusual. I built this one myself from scrap. So the insides of this is all scrap plastic and metal that I put together myself. And then I kind of did, usually we work with a lot of volunteers to do small parts of it, but the volunteers worked on the base parts. So for instance, you want to zoom down here. This is called a trash kebab. And we have workshops where kids help put those together. And then this seaweed was wired together by a volunteer. And we have volunteers like that, but the rest of it I did myself, including, oh, you gotta zoom in on the eggs. Now the cool thing about these are the eggs of the weedy sea dragon, because Steve is a male and the males have their eggs placed there by the female. And he has to take care of them, just like seahorses, males give birth. But oh. with baby sea dragons, the male has to make sure these guys don't fall off and he can't go wagging <laughs> the tail too much. Mm. So he has to take very good care of his eggs. Um, and I so like him. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's, that's a tour of, of the Washington Shore Gallery in Bandon, Oregon. Um, People, you know, come in here all the time to to uh, learn about what's going on, and um, yeah, yeah, absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's such a treat. In leaving today, you know, you had mentioned like we can all do small things to help. So, what would your advice be um, if someone's feeling like they're not doing a real good job <laughs> and they? just want to help. Well, you know, I think the, the biggest thing that happens is we all feel overwhelmed and you start feeling guilty. It's not going to help to do that. So it's best to just say, okay, I, I could do a lot better, but I, it's going to take me a while, especially as an adult, you need to be nice to yourself because children learn new habits much more easily, but us adults have a longer time to change, we, we take longer. So for instance, um, if you need to switch to a reusable water bottle, buy five of them. Yeah. Because 
You're going to lose one. You're going to yeah. forget one. You're going to not have it where you need it. So you need to have a bunch of them in different places. And then just know that that's part of the process, that that's just going to happen and don't give up. Just keep trying uh, to, to do the, you know, to bring a reusable bag. I don't know how many times people say, oh, I forgot them in my car. Well, you could either make yourself go to the car to get them or you get, you buy one that attaches to your purse like I do. So you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I have a carabiner one that attaches to my purse and then it's always there. And I can't say I forgot it. Uh, so you have to f be nice to yourself and do small steps to start with. And once you've conquered one habit to change, then go on to the next one and do little things every day to just be aware of it. And, and I think that especially when you go to buy a present for someone, I always ask kids to do this or families. I said, next time you buy a gift, see if you can have no plastic associated with it. And that's really hard because most everything has plastic on it, near it, packaged in it, or carried away in it. So it will encourage people to buy more local things. They might have to make a present. They may buy it from an artist. They may go to a Saturday market or something like that that actually helps support other things as well. But uh, little little challenges like that, that, that can be kind of a fun thing and a game rather than get just like, I can't handle it. I can't get rid of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> We have to have it in our lives. It's not all bad. It's just that we can't use it for everything all the time. Absolutely. I love that. Little challenges. Yeah. I love it. So thank you so much, Angela, for joining me today. I am truly inspired. I told you I've seen this, the traveling exhibit in person. My family and I were so incredibly impacted by it. Great. So thank you so much for sharing your creative gift with the world and, you know, using art to be a voice to Yay. help our planet. So, all right. Awesome. Thank you thank so you. much. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.